0: Hello and welcome to the East and Kicks podcast, a regular magazine programme about East Asian film led by me, Andrew Heskins, founder and grandmaster of easternkicks.com, and James Mudge, our leading writer. Hello. Each episode we'll be taking a look at the latest films, news and festivals, often chatting to filmmakers and stars along the way. Welcome to the latest show. This episode, in honour of the new Netflix series, we're going to take a look at horror mangaka Junda and the many adaptions there's been of his work over the years. This time, James and I are joined by self-content fest Ito fans, Colette Ballman. Hi. Hi. And Nina Doherty. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, Of course, before we start off, I mean, particularly for James and myself, um, Mm -hmm. there is that all important question. Uh, (laughs) What are you drinking this episode, James?
1: Uh, I'm drinking uh, a Tamar uh, it's a nice whiskey, a good thing to be drinking at this time of this time of day. because I'm off <laughs> off the beer and everything else now. So yeah, it's a very nice Speyside single malt, uh, which is appropriate mm. given that I'm in the middle of nowhere in Scotland uh, again <laughs> at the at time of recordings. So, uh, how about yourself? What are you on? A, I'm, a good, I'm on a strong the strong uh, beer.
0: leffer once again. Fair so enough. Uh, <laughs> Tried uh, and tested. Me, uh, occupied. <laughs> Sound. Let's dive in with the chat. Uh, I mean, uh, I think for there'll be a lot of people who might be listening to this uh, podcast um, who are who may well already be Junji Su fans and are... Um, there might not be a lot that you you will learn because i think you know there's a lot of quite obsessive people there about uh, <laughs> that sounds a bit that's a little bit bad but you know i mean it in, in the sweetest possible way that that he he does have a very strong following for yeah. for, for, obvi- for obvious reasons um mm-hmm. uh, so while you may know a lot of what we're going to talk about you know if there's anything that, that those of you who know his work think we've missed or would like to talk about more Find us on all the socials. Get in mm. touch, etc., etc. You know, we'd love to hear from you and and hear what your thoughts are. To other people who are only really learning about Junji Isu now from the the new Netflix series, Janji Ito Maniac. I'm doing air quotes, which is always good for radio. Um, this is hopefully this will be a of an introduction to to you to to know a bit more about him, about his work, and um, what what is worth checking out from his from that that catalogue. Um. So I think the, the the good thing to start with would be just to kind of you know who is Jandi Isu? Um, you know what what, what gives us a, a bit of an idea of his his background.
2: Right. Um, so he was born in uh, 1963 in Sakashita, and like many of us horror fans, he was uh, introduced to horror by older siblings, his two older sisters, but the works of uh, Kazuo Umezu, who's another. Uh, wonderful, wonderful um, horror manga artist. And his, his career um, as a manga cut really started in 1987 when um, he submitted a story to a monthly Halloween magazine. And uh, got a horrible, honorable mention in the Kazuo Umesu award, which must have been really cool because he was a big fan of his work. Mm. Um, and that's Ended up being um, what we now know as the uh, Tommy series. So um, it just kind of kicked off from there. And he's very well known for got kind of very beautifully detailed, really grotesque um, illustrations, beautiful black and white
0: illustrations. I mean, I mean, it's something that's quite, you know, obviously we are, you know, we're audio, it's quite hard to describe. But I think one thing that you particularly see in his work, and I think it is worth talking about, is, is that, that they are. Very, very beautifully uh, uh, drawn. They are. Um, they're, 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 there's a lot of detail. Some of the other, some of the other horror artists, they may be a little more basic. Um, you know, not, doesn't have that quite that that kind of depth. But this is this is beautiful stuff. And and weirdly, the way he draws the grotesque is very beautiful as well. It's it's spellbinding. It's it's stuff that you can't help but be drawn to and not really in a even though it's not really so much in a gory way but in a sort of strange it is it is it is grotesque but it's it's so beautifully drawn it's um i think he's one of the artists that 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 does that in a way that i don't think anybody else does
2: yeah i think a lot of like i how i got into his work was I literally saw a random image somewhere in the internet and I kind of then looked around like who is that because it was so unlike any other horror artist I ever seen and I think a lot of people get into his manga work through that they just see a, a panel
0: somewhere and then look it up like who is this artist so I think uh, is it worth giving a bit of background to some of the sort of the, the things like uh, um, the 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 Manga Halloween magazine that he got into, and and that sort of, so there were a few uh, manga around that time. Uh, To me, I mean, just to give a kind of equivalent, they they kind of feel a bit like the sort of 50s, EC Comics, William Gaines kind of vault of horror, that kind of thing that, that, you know, you often have stories that have a bit of a twist at the end, Um, uh, a little kind of what the Americans would call a zinger. Um, you know, and it I might be a little bit dismissive to kind of compare it in that way, but that, it, it, it gives an idea of what to um, expect from, from these the, from the original mangas, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, you know what? I had a really hard time finding as well, um, like, his whole kind of body of works, how big it is, because he did so many of these magazines, yeah. and a lot of his work is short stories, so I could not get a really good sense. Though, so if any listeners know... I <laughs> have some kind of definitive list of how big his body of work is. I would really love to know that. Um, but, like, for example, um, um, Jun Jato Horror Comics Collection, which was published in English by Comic One, it has 16 volumes. Almost all of them have about five or six stories in them. So that's, mm-hmm. that alone is like 65 stories. Mm-hmm. And then there's loads of other collections with overlapping stories and other stories and there's just so many of them
0: he's a very industrious artist yes yeah <laughs> and a very and a lot of those stories I think also it's worth saying that they you know they're, they're sometimes they're 20, 40 pages they're not like in, in, in different you know to kind of break the comparison with things like Balls of Horror which are sort of 5, 10 pages you know these are, are quite reasonable works they are you know like a like a full, you know, what, what we would know in the American terms of sort of comic book size of sort of 20, 30 pages at least. Um, and he does, is it worth kind of talking about some of the kind of the, the most famous creations? So we, we've we already kind of talked about Tami, um, which is a very well-known kind of ongoing series, um, Uzu, Miki, um, which will we'll come on to as well, Arcade Spiral, um, there's Jio, uh also, even within those collected works and the, the mangas, he's quite often got the same characters kind of coming up. So you've got a uh, Soichi, who is a very strange child who chews nails all the time and gets up to all sorts of of things, but always comes, pretty much all the time, comes a cropper of his own um, own devices that he he seems to want to get up to, and um, the Oshikiri. Is another character who turns up quite often. Um, There's the, he's a, uh, Hikazuru, sorry, Hikaziri siblings who turn up quite often. So even even within those that aren't the sort of the big well-known characters, uh, there's lots of other characters that he comes back to quite often. You know, and there'll be some that I think do make up several volumes themselves of those collected stories um so i mean he's his work was I mean how how i mean i don't know how how and and maybe collecting kind of come in here as well do we know how quickly his work took off in terms of uh particularly you know in japan how 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 popular became and you know and in terms of just the manga how do we feel that that you know how influential do we feel he was that work was
3: So, I mean, for me, it's quite difficult because I was introduced to his work through the film. So I didn't read the manga first. And so I got the tome manga afterwards. So I'm not sure about how, how the manga took off. I mean, I think somebody might... Um, I mean, I know that he's, you know the kind of most famous and most noted and the most um, uh, person that you see references to, particularly in Japanese horror films. Um, but I'm not sure in terms of how soon it took for the manga to take off.
0: Well, maybe it's, it's kind of a good time to start diving into some of these adaptions, because, I mean, uh, there is... He, his stuff has been adapted time and time again over the years. The earliest one I've seen reference to, and you can actually find it on the on the on the. Or I found a, a copy of it on the web, um, is uh, the fearsome melody, which was done as a live action oh. segment from a drama series called Dramadas, um, aired on Kansai Television. Um, And done as a sort of twenty-five-minute segment. So, I mean, presumably by that time, his work is starting to find uh, an audience, as you would—I mean, as you would kind of Um, uh, hope—you can find it on the internet. I did find it um, usefully, of course, no English subtitles. It does (laughs) actually seem to have um, Chinese subtitles, though, which is uh, interesting. Okay,
1: (laughs) might be a knockoff of an old VCD or something, then. Yeah, it could be, could be,
0: Um, but you know i think between that it doesn't feel like his work really sort of uh, gets picked up until you start to get the, the we we get into the j horror boom and yeah. we start to get these 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 yeah. adaptations um yeah. and even then i think if you kind of run through some of the the the, the names uh, that the, the actual titles the way they get released is quite problematic as well on top of that because mm-hmm. we've got we've got actual feature films going at the mm-hmm. same time as uh, TV series in the, in the late uh, 90s which then get cut, chopped uh, up and adapted into burning to films uh, that all gets very confusing <laughs> it does.
4: くる殺してもバラバラにしても変わらないわね月子私嬉しいよ<笑><笑>
0: But I mean, I mean, let us let, chat a bit about the Tommy uh, kind of film series as it is, oh. um, because it starts. Because uh, I was, I I have to admit, I hadn't watched it. I I read the the, the original comic books. I hadn't watched it. The first um, the first film really starts in quite a, a, a problematic way, because. And this isn't the first time this happens for Jandek's work, uh, by any means. But we start with what is um effectively a sequel to a couple of the early stories from mm. to me so it's basically photograph and kiss um which are fairly early on mm. in the, the um and a sequel so you are a, as a viewer you are immediately at a, a, a you know, just trying to catch up with what the hell's going on and what you know so you're actually kind of expected to know some of the history and they're not even uh, presumably, in the timing, they're not because yeah. that first film was 1998. There's, there's yeah. quite a distance between those stories and, and the film. So, that's perhaps not the best way to start a film franchise.
3: No, I mean, no. I mean, I, I kind of think the thing is that if you look at Nakata and you look at Chimuzu, and, and we're looking at kind of the same period for the kind of J horror taking off. Is that they worked in TV. And, and so it was interesting when I was doing some work on Duon, and you look back to like the earlier stuff, um, there's actually stuff that is repeated in the later stuff. So, and, and I, I think, and, and what, what kind of surprised me was actually if I knew, if I'd watched the earlier stuff, I would have had more of an idea of what I was watching. <laughs> so I think that kind of you know, that not perhaps not as not necessarily I think especially the, the Tommy films are not necessarily narrative cinema as such. You know, they're they're kind of they're very episodic mm. um and yes they they kind of they have characters throughout and they have like they do have stories to them. Um, but that's really not why you're watching them. You're not watching mm. them because, in in, in a way, is you have this like immortal um, uh, sort of girl-stroke woman who cannot be killed, and so you can basically do anything with her because she can come back in it in anyway. So you can. I mean, I think it's sort a weird thing, thing that, that she's yeah.
0: That that she can be dismembered in all sorts of ways. I, yeah. I think. I mean, even yeah. um, to kind of describes it as sort of like a lizard's tail. But you know, yeah. if, if, if the tail and the the you know the the other bits of the lizard can kind of grow back, and that's that's what she is—the sort of strange.
3: Yeah.
0: It's, and the, it's yeah, it's,
3: yeah, and it's very it, in a way things. It's, a lot of this is very Japanese, and I don't mean that in a kind of very Orientalist way but very much within tradition. So, mm. uh, if you look at kind of Mieke's work, um, uh, the NPD, the series, has a serial killer that grows flowers out of people's brains. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. You know, yeah. it's a very, it's, it's such a, I, I think these films belong to kind of a bit of a different tradition to the other J-horror films. Mm. I, th- I think these, these and the other kind of films based upon um, horror manga in particular um, have that kind of tradition. And so I think one of the things that, that that you kind of mentioned when we were looking at this before was like the guinea pig manga. And of course, the guinea pig series kind of predates this. Mm. Um, but it's it's kind of in lots of ways it's more problematic than, than like these films. Um I think that I mean these are not if you go to watch any of these films and I think the other a lot of the other adaptations of his work, these are not high budget films, these are really low budget films.
4: Mm.
3: And um and it shows and it shows and I think part of the problem is because these films in a way should have these like really good special effects because that's what his writing's about you kind of lose that in translation because the budget's not very high so they don't have the money to do that so some of the effects look a bit shoddy mm. um and i think i think comparatively. And I think even if you go all the way through the series, which is from 1998 to 2011, um, they kind of progressively to <laughs> get kind of lower budget. I think that's the way for any franchise though. Um, but I think, I think in lots of ways, these films are a missed opportunity. Mm. Um I think that and I, I mean, my kind of, kind of question back to you about this, is and I started watching the Netflix series, is whether you can actually take his work and adapt it to film, non-anime, and whether that works, or whether, whether those adaptions that are kind of anime adaptions, whether those are better, whether they're closer than the films can be.
0: I don't think we'll, we'll probably kind of pick this up a few times as we go along, but I, I mean, that is a good question. I think because you've got this difficulty here with on one hand, you're not really necessarily representing the the actual real beauty of his work, you know, these creations, um, you know, the listeners won't know that, um, uh, Colette's decided to have a, a lovely Janditi still of a, of a massively massive headed evolving to me, uh, behind it. There. Um, y- representing that in in live action you need a massive you need a you need a very resourceful budget and I think even the sort of the 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 the, the grotesque that you can get from say the kind of the the particularly in the early days the sort of Tokyo gore, uh, gore police and mm. those kind of films that, that that can do that side of it it's no it's still not the same as, as the how judge would would his stuff would actually look it you know it, 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 it invariably it's gonna end up more in a sort of guinea pig line of of, of uh-huh. um, you know kind of basic special effects mm-hmm. you know so you, you you can't necessarily represent it in that way, on the other hand, and I'll say we are going to end up coming back to this as an anime, unsurprisingly, things te- go very, very close to what he's done, so mm-hmm. then there's a question of how much is actually being adapted beyond turning mm-hmm. something into a moving image mm-hmm. um. You know, so I, I, it, it is a question, and you know, and I, I, you know, and I think there is a, for me, I think that there's a, there's a, it's a bit like a, a cover version. If the cover version doesn't really add anything new, then I'm not personally, I'm not. I mean, this mm-hmm. is this is my 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 takeaway that. It, it, a moving image versus a comic book image isn't enough of a difference to make me want to go to the mm-hmm. the animated version but that's that's my opinion mm-hmm. and i think we can talk about this a bit more when we get to some of the mm-hmm. the animated versions mm-hmm. as well about that part mm-hmm. but in terms of the live action um and yeah guys you know james and and you know yeah uh,
2: you know so but i think... actually had a lot of the same thoughts about like uh, specifically what the tommy series then uh, collected mm-hmm. that uh, it doesn't because they are very episodic. Because they, most of them, take material from several mm. different Tommy stories. So they don't. They, it doesn't make very good narration. It doesn't make super good filmmaking. It for fans who have read their mm. comics. I mean, it, there's a bit of a novelty value there. Watching It's like, oh, I know that's from that story and that's from that story and oh, how nicely sure. they put together there. But if you know nothing about the comics. Mm. It, they most of them do not come across as very good films, unfortunately. Mm. And I mean, and visually, I I haven't seen all of them, um, but I <laughs> yet to see a live action Junji film that actually kind of comes anywhere near his visual style. Mm. The Tommy series definitely doesn't. <laughs> and it's, it's an
0: interesting. I mean, uh, uh, the 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 this strange attempt to, to, to try and create this, uh, franchise with, you know, to, to kind of, you know, what we, we start to see with the ring and, um, mm. with the duon series.
4: Mm.
0: And it it is feel like we, we, that there's the same effort made here. You know, you've got the, the, the Ju-on creator who comes in and yeah. later on does, uh, one yeah. of the, 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 the sequels. Um, and I do feel i I mean I will kind of come back to the, his kind of influence I do feel like some of these these do in part you know maybe they kind of draw on the sort of the some some you know Japanese traditions but they also uh, particularly for for um, uh, the duwan creator you know he he that the, the, they are drawing on uh you know that that he that that his style Mm. Is in some ways it is an influence on how people are approaching,
4: mm.
0: um, yeah, approaching the horror. I mean, the the mm-hmm. the the John series is very episodic.
4: Yeah, definitely. even though it's
0: kind of a very repetitive episodic, yeah. but it is a very episodic kind of, and and sometimes at its best, I think, does work with these sort of parallel stories mm. that go on at the same time. You know, and and they kind of okay. start to overlap. I you
3: mean, know, I kind of think I always have this thing when i'm looking at cinema from somewhere else is that often what we consider to be narrative cinema is different um so you know yes john is episodic but i think that's a feature of japanese cinema you know i i think it's having these these kind of stories that overlap um has something to do with different types of narratology or a different type of storytelling that we see in manga. Um, so I, I can see the Duran series, Shimizu's Duran series, as very close to, to kind of um, horror manga in the way in which it approaches narrative. Um, so I And I think one of the things that we do when we're faced with films from a different country is we try and get them to fit our kind of frames of reference. And if you look at any of the kind of John films or the ring, as they go on, they get more like narrative in terms of Western narrative cinema. they become more, you know, more streamlined if you like. Um, So, so there is a very different narrative tradition that you find in like Chinese cinema and Korean Mm. cinema as well. Um, and so, and I think if you have a sense of how that works, it becomes easier to understand that they might work differently, logically differently um, and, and And so I always think when I'm doing this work, and I 'm kind of coming back to this because um the kind of East Asian Gothic book is due to the publishers, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> returning to this, um, having kind of done work on like Indonesian horror, Singaporean horror, Taiwanese horror. Um, so it's really been interesting looking back at some of the Japanese, and I think Japan's the same as Hong Kong, in which it's really inventive mm. that horror really kind of goes places. I also think that as kind of like Tommy goes on and as like Jay horror goes on, is that these kind of flatter films that we can kind of see in part in the Tommy films um, are actually made for an international audience. Mm. That's, that's my thing about things like The Machine Girl and all those films. Yeah. They're not made for Japanese audiences. They're made for Western audiences. Yeah. Um, and so they have a, they have a very distinct market. Um, so, I, and I think that's one of the tra- problems with what happened to Japanese cinema was Japanese horror cinema was we had all these kind of really wonderful, inventive films with these, you know, really strong protagonists, particularly female protagonists. And then there was this little lull, and then we get these kind of very cheaply made, semi pornographic films. Which are made for a very specific marketplace. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, one of the things I think is whether that kind of brings back a sort of demise in Japanese horror cinema um, that it's kind of struggling to come back to. Um, But, you know, the Tommy series of films are interesting. They don't have to be good films to be (laughs) worth talking about. Mm. Um, And I always think that's really important. That you know, we can kind of distinguish what a good film is. We can say that special effects aren't very good, but some of the things that the Tommy film deals with are really interesting. So, one of the films has got in kind of like this um, incestuous plot, but also this kind of lesbian kind of plot. Um, so there's some really interesting things that these films touch on that you don't necessarily find in in some of the other more, more mainstream horror
1: films. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think with the Tomia series, I mean, a lot of it is you know, something Colette was saying before, just about the low budgets. I mean, I think they are they kind of hark back to the model of the first, you know, the first John ones being made straight for video slash mm-hmm. TV. So I, I think especially the first Tommy in, like, 1998 is just, it is just that. It's just a very... Uh, oppor- not opportunistic in a bad way, but it's just, you know, they have material there. They're looking for stuff to adapt. And mm. even after that, we, we, I think they're... These films exist in a weird a, a weird space because they're... Mm-hmm. Both because of the source material, but even just in terms of how the Japanese film industry works in terms of, like, financing and funding films mm-hmm. because by that stage, you know, we we're... You know, the first one is, it's like, pre-Ring and, mm-hmm. you know, pre-all mm-hmm. that, and most of the other ones are after it. But raising... You know, for in Japan, you have such a divide between the the big studio films and then yeah. the independent sector. So to make the... Um, you are talking about, like, the Sushi Typhoon types of films, everything which yeah. were made for a Western audience because they're basically funded through pre-selling them to international mm. audiences because you couldn't fund those films any other way. So they were... It wasn't... Yeah, it's not so much cynical, but I, I think funding like independent japanese films or that we they don't really have quite the same sort of low low budget market as we do and it's changing a bit now with you know streaming platforms take on stuff for domestic audiences as well as international but um i think the Tomiya films especially those ones in the mid-2000s, were kind of just before that wave. And yeah. because they're based on source material, most Western people hadn't heard of. And a lot of the covers, certainly, I, I was getting these mostly from like Hong Kong DVDs, for, from dear old D, DDD House for like 25 Hong Kong dollars a pop. <laughs> Awful quality, of course. Terrible subtitles. I don't think it made much of a difference. But if you look, just looking at the covers of them, they, they all look either like Ring or, uh, or The Grudge even if they weren't anything like it, apart from Forbidden Fruit, which has tried to trick people into thinking they were seeing softcore lesbian film. And (laughs) I'm sure many people were very disappointed with that as well because (laughs) (laughs) I think that the front cover just had them almost kissing and that was pretty much the extent of it in the film. But um, yeah, they exist in that weird space where they're not quite one thing or the other. Uh, So I can see why they remained at kind of low budgets. And at the same time, if they're being churned out for low budgets based on... You know, having some pretty modest sales expectations, it's it's kind of a no-brainer to keep going with them, but also difficult to have actually ever broken out of that sort of sphere they were in. And I yeah. I enjoy all the Tommyia films. They're not, as you yeah. say, they're not great, but they're still. Uh, I think the first one is still. I still like the first one a lot, mm-hmm. um, and some of the others are. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they're not very long. They're not very long. We can say that some of them are really short, um, mm-hmm. and they make absolutely no sense at all, because they make no... They don't reference... It's interesting that a lot of the manga adaptation films go to such pains to refer back to the the mangas or to explain stuff, even for, like, domestic audiences. um, Whereas these just don't, not even slightly. I mean, even the fact that she heard... It's not even just that if you chop off her head, like, she can grow it back, but then if some of her DNA spills somewhere, then she can make a copy of herself. So you end up Mm. with these, like, Tommy versus Tommy stuff, and it's just... It's nuts, and it's they never they never make any, they don't explain anything at all, which is which is absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, I've never I've never read the manga and everything. I'm not really a a, a manga guy and stuff, but um, I I think the narratives it's a it's a weird combination of you know. Being lazy, frankly, and just sticking to, okay, here's a Tommy, a couple of Tommy stories. What do we like about them? I like this one, I like this one. I'd put them together, no one's going to care. We'll slap a ring cover on it and everyone will buy it. It's a mix, it is quite lazy filmmaking, but at the same time, weirdly, that then does kind of tap into the the kind of odd nature of the source material. Um, Because if he's written so much stuff as he's written, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of overlap in the writing and. That, there's a few Tommy bits which the Juon on when you get to the Juon on films later, yeah. not not the TV ones, they lift there's a few parts mm-hmm. they lift directly from Tommy. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the schoolgirl yeah. stuff. And and vice versa in the other Tommy yeah. films. So it's I I think it just ties into like early two thousands, not just Japanese but Asian horror is just such a yeah. mad <laughs> it's just such a mad mess, to be yeah, honest. And I, and I like it but it's a mess.
0: And um. I think that 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 comes into kind of let, let, let's talk about because there, there was a bit of an explosion of yeah. of adaptations of his work sort of you know sort mm. of the two thousand two thousand and one and so yeah uh, just sort of into the early two so, thousands yeah um one of the the best known of those is of course you know the adaption of the Uzumaki um mm. load of, uh, series of books and that was mm-hmm. quite interesting because the manga hadn't actually finished. it
4: yes. rather
0: like uh, Akira, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, in the same way that Akira had, was still going on when the film was made of it, the manga was still not finished, so I, I
4: think it had an impact on the film. <laughs>
1: Que
2: eu
4: não sei se Eu 小島さんしかし、クローズ町での会議現象<スタッフ> <うつまきが>。<スタッフ>
0: more, more, done. I personally find this one of the most interesting of the adaptions of his yeah. work. And I think for me, there is a real effort to try and make, yeah, like the guy turning into a snail and all these kind of ideas of this spiral turning up again and again and again, to actually try and make this work in a live action. Um, and I think I mean there's obviously a bit more of a budget with this one than, than many of the other films that we'll be talking about that that helps this actually kind of come about. I mean I I yeah I mean it's it's it, the, the 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 fatal flaw is there's the sort of the, the the Game of Thrones situation where there is no there's no end to work towards um, uh, like there the you know because that hadn't really happened so they had to do something else but. <laughs>
1: Well, they is. couldn't have really. They couldn't have filmed the end of the manga anyway. I mean, this is no. one of the few ones I've read because that goes proper. You know, it's fascinating, but it goes proper like into his kind of cosmic horror. Mm, you know, yeah. towards the end of it, and you, even if you had a massive budget, it would look ridiculous. The, the ending of that manga. Yeah, I think even as an anime, it looked ridiculous. But well, reading it yeah, I mean, as a comic, but it we're actually works, find out, you know? aren't we, so. <laughs> Well, yeah, we we may or may not. I guess we'll see what they they do. But that that film just picks and it just picks about four or five scenes. Yeah. from from the from the manga and just as fine and doesn't even vaguely link them together that much but no. it's just visually so interesting um, that it actually and I think part of that as well because we were kind of getting into um, and I grouped the first Tom yet into it we, there was certainly in the West there was kind of a fascination with seeing these kind of levels of not quite body horror but bizarre Mute, almost like surreal mutations of, you know, human forms that we just kind of weren't so used to seeing and everything. And I think mm-hmm. the first time I had tapped into that, not on purpose, but uh, I think Uzumaki did more. It was... I can still remember seeing the trailers and when it was playing some festivals. Um, that's what you were seeing, you know, the guy wrapped up in the washing machine and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which do not make any damn sense, but it's very, very cool, unsettling visual. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think you know it doesn't there's no narrative to it but it's a very memorable film and it's definitely the the director put a lot more effort into pretty much all the tommy directors
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think it's yeah it's definitely visually a lot closer yeah To yeah. And, and also atmosphere wise it kind mm-hmm. of has that kind of dread to it and mm. um, there's kind of like a pressing atmosphere to it that you kind of get from the comic as well Mm-mm. But it's what is it like an hour and a half long or something? And less,
1: less, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you you can't really, they, they because their you know collection of stories. is like this take. It's it's a yeah, long. it's it's long a, a long. Story. It's a
1: long. It's really yeah. It's a proper long you know collection of like volumes in Uzumaki, and but you don't even try with this film, which is probably probably for the best. You know. It's surprisingly
2: it, good though. I I avoided hmm. it for years and years. I didn't mm. want to watch it because I was like, there's no way. Yeah. there is a good film version and it's not it's not brilliant but it is actually surprisingly good yeah i, I was mm-hmm. positively surprised when i finally watched it It was like okay but yeah. you, you you kind of got in the the gist of the work you kind of got in the atmosphere of the work and somehow managed to translate mm-hmm. it here but um there's a there's a new version coming out Oh, well, is it an I mean, anime? I'm not sure, but they're... it Apparently. is. It is. It's yeah.
0: uh, co-produced or distributed by Adult Swim, um, and it's mm. it's it's. Actually, kind of looking, you know, uh, doing the research for this, you know, the 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 broadcast date has kind of shifted a couple of years. <laughs> it's, like but the, it's supposed to be at the moment. It's, mind, it's supposed to be this year. Um, so we'll see, and and the trailer does make it look well. Interestingly, the trailer makes it look exactly. I mean, they're open on exactly the same. I don't know it says kind of opening up the, up the same <laughs> scenes as you get in the in the comic book, except it's all. It seems to be all black and white. Where of course, uh, well, in my oh. edition at least, it's you get uh. the first few pages in colour, and then it goes all black. And white. Uh. Um, so yeah, we, we can we can come back to this, but it, it, again, it does look like it's it's very very closely following what we have in the, in the book, and not. You know, and and, and that, yeah. We we'll, we we'll, we can come back to that. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it. it so I guess because of this this you know the whole kind of J horror thing was going on. you uh, know looking through the kind of list, there were a lot of films, a lot of uh, live action films kind of happening around the the, 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 the 2000s. Oh. Lots of ones that, that um, I'm sure we. I mean, I, I the most of us probably won't have seen. Um, <laughs> some of them were kind of to do with tv productions i think you know that's i found reference to one great market town which uh according to one site with, with no home recordings this is considered lost media um <laughs> face burglar um
1: <laughs> that's a great name.
0: face burglar you know uh, there, there's uh, an early version of actually which is one of i think oh. one of my my favorite stories uh gentile do, does which is the hanging balloons um so there is a, a, a live-action version of that, which suffers from very much from a low budget. I mean, I, I found a version of it. Again, I found a version of it. You can find a version online. No English subtitles, of course. <laughs> uh, it it tries to follow the comic book very closely. Um, and actually, it's, there's three stories in that as well. So there's there's The Devil's Logic, The Long Hair in the Attic, which is another one of the stories that comes up again and again and again. Um, and The Hanging Balloons. And, you know, they look so... The, the, you know, because it looks cheap, and you're trying to create this this thing. I mean, should we talk about the the, I mean, the hang balloon? Just kind of a, a, an offside. The story is that the the people start to turn up dead, um, and and uh, you know, look like they've they've committed suicide. So you're dealing with some you know, there's kind of a recurring theme with with, with with Japanese media of of, of suicide. Um, but then mm. it turns out that, that everyone's being followed around by these big balloons that have their faces on, and they're trying to track them down. <laughs> quintessentially jandetsu because it's so yeah. so mad um, but but amazing at the same time um, and there's some other ones that i think james you've seen from this era there's the kakashi yes i love that's a great film
1: uh, uh yeah i mean you know there's, there's, there's quite a few there's a few good ones i mean Kak- kakashi is a great film uh, I, I always stand by that but that is a shoehorning of his work into into j horror you know type of tropes and everything. it's by what uh no really would... Uh, the Suteo, uh, my pronunciation's awful. Then the fellow who did like Ring Ring Zero Birthday, where we kind of had the mm. the weird Carrie take on her, her which made probably still made sen- more sense than some of the later ones where she's some mad butterfly or something, and there is. It's it's a good film. Uh, it, it's just that it you kind of have this mix of sort of Ito style like the dread and everything, then shoehorned in like a very traditional long haired ghost. But it's very creepy. It's very atmospheric film. So I I, I would definitely recommend. Uh, Kakashi. Mm. Mar- Marionette is just uh, insane. It doesn't make, It's one of the most bizarre films I've seen. I, I I can't tell you if it's good or not. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't even have a story. It's just some mad old guy kidnaps girls and makes them into living dolls. But in a really weird and freaky way, and they come back to life and do stuff. And it's just... It's a it's a weird acid trip of a film. Not on purpose, either, because it's, it's almost like ru- the room levels of incompetent filmmaking. <laughs> it's just... It's a fascinating... It's a fascinating film. I've got it. It's one of those ones that actually got released over here on DVD in some awful pan and scan type, you know, thing. All it, which, might looking back, might not have been an awful pan and scan. It might have been the way it's supposed to look. But mm. it's a bizarre acid trip of a film. In some ways, what... Might make it very close to the original vision, <laughs> or I I can't tell if it's on purpose or not. But I, I, I have, I have memories of Mairena. I don't know if they're fond or not, but I, I, I would say it's worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you said before, though that was just that that period where there, there was just a rush to adapt to anything, you know, to, to push it into like a J horror, ring Ju-on type context and everything for better or worse. And I don't, as we has been kind of touching on, his work doesn't doesn't fit with that it's not that kind of traditional feel sorry for the long-haired ghost who's you've got some weird schemes and jumps out a lot it doesn't fit into that type of thing
0: this is from the the, the list that, that we put together and maybe other things that we missed but so you get some more in a sort of up towards the the mid the mid 90s uh mm. mid 90s the mid thousands <laughs> um yeah. and then um apart from the tommy series this it dies back because you kind of got you know, the J horrors kinda of dying back and, and really there's there's only things like um apart from that there's the JO Tokyo Fish Attack um, animation. Oh. Which I in parts looks very close to his his work. It's not um, I did kind of rewatch that recently. I, I in tone I mean basically reduces again this is quite a long ongoing series of volumes. Yeah. I think there's something like four yeah. or five volumes in the in this in the series, but um, there is um, it reduces it to sort of more of a disaster zombie movie kind of narrative. Which is fine. Uh, which I don't mind that part of it, but I do find the, the 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 actual the style of animation suddenly becomes, to my mind, quite kind of sleazy and salacious. Oh, it it's does. It's not something that's not that's that which is not a fit for, for what gender eating
1: does. No, it does. It throws in a, a couple of those scenes which were sort of first and foremost in the trailer, um, yeah. uh, as I remember, and it's the yeah, animation's I mean, it perhaps awful. Perhaps
0: an, yeah, I mean, perhaps it's no cheap surprise. And terrible looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, perhaps no surprise that uh, good old uh, Joe released this around the same time as right. tit- *Zombie*. Yeah, yeah, Terracotta that's true.
1: Terracotta didn't. It's played at Terracotta Festival as well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we I were. do remember. I do remember seeing, it. and it's, uh, you know, having actually. I mean, having said before, I haven't read much of his stuff. I think I actually. It sounds like I have read quite a bit. Because so I've read all of the *Gio*, and it's it it is a much less successful. I mean, you know, as we said, *Uzumaki*. Mm-hmm takes a few parts of it and just weaves them together into this Ooh. kind of mad sort of surreal but quite effective cosmic horror. Girl doesn't. I think it just takes a few parts and then it wraps it around, both with, as you said, Andy, the, the kind of disaster film plot where you just endless scenes of computer-generated fish <laughs> with legs running around the streets. And then just this, the pointless thing about the the girls who are in the, um, the cabin and gradually become infected. But it's not even vaguely as... The, the sort of grotesquery, not, not gore, just, I mean, like, the sort of body transformations are not even vaguely as um, unsettling as they are in, in the manga. Yeah, so yeah. So it's, it's a strange one. I don't really get why they why they actually bothered with that, <laughs> to be honest. I suspect it was very, very low budget, though, because some of the animation is awful. There's really, really bad animation in that. Not a fan. I enjoyed it when yeah. I saw it at Terracotta, but I was pretty drunk. And I, <laughs> I saw it again on DVD, and I just, no, no. <laughs> sorry I don't like it
0: and then I don't think there's a there's a lot or at least not a lot that's made out of uh, of Japan until we get to and here's where we kind of come up to the Netflix series but what I hadn't mm. realised um, before looking into Jung Jin 2 Maniac does air quotes good for radio again is that actually mm. there was an earlier series which had entirely the same mm. creative team
4: mm. uh, oh, the Jung Jin
0: 2 collection oh, okay. um, from 2018 and Basically doing, for those, you know, for, guys, I think mean, you've watched some of the, the, the series, uh, doing mm. exactly the same things, exactly the same method, different opening and closing theme tunes, mm. um, but with some of the, the same characters. The only kind of difference is that was distributed by Crunchyroll, and now they've moved to Netflix, um, and added to oh, the, okay. the, the tagline, the ja- was it? Japanese tales of the macabre because yeah. it seems you need to oh I, that. Really... But, uh... oh, I didn't really Oh, I didn't Okay,
1: I mean I haven't seen it but I'd heard it I didn't, re- I didn't even know that's what this was <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, it's it's weird that it's um I mean it, I mean it's kinda of advertised as something new, but it's, it's in some many ways just kind of carrying on. They haven't overlapped any of the stories quite deliberately. Um and, and so what do we make of, you know, the, 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 what we've seen of, of, of the new series?
2: <laughs> uh, it took me a while to get into it. Like, first couple of episodes I watched, I, I wasn't convinced. But then, there, there's good stuff there. Like, not all episodes are as good as the others, but uh, no. there's some really nice adaptations there, I think.
0: I think, again, we come back to exactly the same problem with, like, the first A uh, film. One of, one of my, my big problems with the, the series is that near, there are several episodes that are from these recurring series, like Soe, so, uh, so, Soichi, like the, uh, you know, the um, uh, Oshikiri uh, series, um, and, and even with the Siblings one as well, which mm. opens. I don't think that's a great opening episode. I think that's, oh, like a, that's no. really poor. I mean, that's the worst great. way to start it. But they, they yeah. often start with a clip. That is from another story.
1: Yes, and then
0: they carry yeah. on with so. Again, we've got this thing of oh well, yeah, you you already know these stories. Yeah, you know, so it's not. I don't. I I, I don't understand why. You know, it, it that's not helping the the, the viewer who's coming to this as, as something new it's just really really confusing because you're like well okay that's a clip of what you, because the way you, you normally see it as a narrative is you'd go okay well that's going to happen by the end or that's going to have something to do I'm with the fair. end and it's mm. actually completely unconnected um, and I don't know if some of those were in the collection maybe maybe not I don't think they were, often I don't necessarily think there were um, but it's a, it, that's a, a weird decision to make that, that, that doesn't help yeah. um and some other weird decisions the they do the photograph um tell me a story in this mm. um and for some reason that goes into a four 3 ratio for for no apparent reason i don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they found an old animation from the nineties that nobody finished and they uh, decided to, to to carry it on i there's some very strange creative decisions in this that i mm. that i i don't think help. A, a new viewer to these stories, um, yeah. you know at the same time as some of the stories I think like like again, you know come back to the hanging balloons um you know which is, is a great story You've got the you know the long hair in the attic um which has done a, a reasonable version, they're very close to the originals, there isn't really anything that's being massively added to these stories, and of course they look because he's because of his artwork they do look very close to the original, you know, so like sometimes like like pain to to, to 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 pain to pain. You are just you know, from the comic books you're following exactly the same mm. visualization of this. And that's where I kind of struggle with the adaptation. Mm. But yeah, like long hair in the attic. I mean that's another mm-hmm. story that's very that, that 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 to me feels like the Science film. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's got the the this hair, All the hair, hair own, extensions. <laughs> you know the- um but it's uh I I I I just it it feels like this has been done for people who know and love mm-hmm. these stories and they just want to en- to enjoy them again.
3: Um mm-hmm.
0: uh, but I mean for me I I wonder if if you know I I I I for my, for the even for the ones that work very well I I still rather go back to the to the mm-hmm. manga version than I would the 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 new version. It's 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 a mm-hmm. weird <laughs> Mm, it is,
1: it's,
3: it's, a, it's a strange... Yeah I, yeah, I I kind of... For me, it seems like a missed opportunity. Mm. So I kind of started watching it, and it doesn't really grab you. This is yeah. the problem. Yeah. And the problem is, because there's so many competing, um, you know, programs to watch, including anime, <laughs> mm. Um you need to make the viewer stay with it. Mm. And so I'm kind of like two episodes into it and I'm kind of feeling, well, you know, I have all this other stuff to watch that, <laughs> that seems yeah. to be more interesting. So, and I kind of think it's just a shame that they didn't pay more attention to the potential audience for it. Mm. Um, and 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 would and, and do kind of like, an introduction so to give it some sense of i i just really struggled with the first one i really struggled yes. and, exactly. I mean, like, it's, it's a really bad way to start then. the
0: series yeah. because those are those i mean even i think even as as the the original manga they're they're, they're not it's not an easy characters to like and it's weird to to at least as Netflix is doing it, uh, is really promoting it. I think he, he, if you look online, you can even find a, an introduction from Junji Ito himself, a very short introduction to, to, to the yeah. series. So it's yeah. got his, you know, it's got yeah. his stamp of approval, at least. Yeah. Although I don't think he's really creatively involved in this. Um, mm. Which again, you know, which which, in some ways might be part, part of the problem, um, you know, if that would help. But, you know, he's not... He's not the sort of Neil Gaiman who's trying to kind of get involved and help, <laughs> you know, manage these. I, as a series, yes, I think you could have done it, 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 it in many ways that, the, the, you know, it's, it's weird to kind of have it launch on Netflix and, and actually be looking to find a, a new audience and yet not... Uh-huh. Try and do that a bit yeah. rather than just kind of yeah, just yeah. do exactly the same as you've done with the previous series. I, yeah, mean, I, yeah, I could see ways that you could make this much more playful, that you you play with the fact that there are these recurring characters. You can mm. almost kind of, for one better word, kind of metaverse it, that that, mm. that, that that you know, in the same way that the reboot, the last reboot of the Twilight mm. Zone series, that that, that mm. some of these things start yeah. to it, play with the, uh-huh. the characters kind of coming into the different stories rather than just do a very, very. In weird, weird ways, it pays a lot of respect to the originals. Mm. But then, and another thing that annoyed me is actually in some of the some cases, in a few of the stories, it really mucks up the sort of the end. You mm-hmm. know, again, the American phrase of the zinger. It really mucks that up by just doing something very odd at that sort of last few minute, few couple of minutes, and and just ruins it. Just ruins the whole kind of like twist in the tale that should be should be there. That should be like the yeah. the, the, the the narrative. You know yeah. plan, uh, final punch yeah. it's, it's just an odd, odd odd way to go about this that it's it's, it's not it doesn't really doing even very well
2: yeah know, it's still like a lack of like belief that chun film adaptations or even anime adaptations will find an audience outside the comic fans because like everything seems to be very much directed to the comic fans which yeah. is great in a way it can be great like, take example of the um, uh, Resident Evil uh, film series, which is awful, 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 oh. until the very latest film, which is actually made for the fans of the game. But it probably doesn't work for anyone else who hasn't played the games, because you watch it and you go, "What the fuck is going on?" It is have no idea. But if you played the games, you you watch it and it's like, "Oh, there's all my favorite parts of the game <laughs> in this film. <laughs> Finally, they actually done a done a film about the games." But I feel like the same kind of thing. With Junji to adaptations, stuff. But uh, if you if you read the comics, you get something out of them. Mm-hmm. But if you if you do not have any knowledge, you watch them and kind of go like, uh, what's what's going on here? I have no mm-hmm. reference point here. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's like this anime series, I think there would have been a good opportunity, like you said, to kind of just sell it to a bigger audience. Yeah, and it the... wouldn't have been that difficult to do either.
1: Mm. Yeah, but that's the that's the Netflix problem. I mean, that's just the Netflix problem all over there, isn't it? They don't mm-hmm. really care. The first series of anything, they're just well, okay, well you know, if you think it's gonna work, you'll see if it works and we'll cancel it after a few episodes. <laughs> if it's not if it's not working. Yeah. If they oh. commit to a second series, then they'll suddenly become mm-hmm. more involved in it. And I'm guessing this it wasn't very high budget by the look of it, um, and you know it was made in partnership with Japan, so it, it's you know it's already sort of guaranteed a certain level of release. So mm. uh, I think it, for better or worse, usually for the worse. That's just increasing what we're seeing with Netflix. I, I mm. they never. You know, what you're saying, like putting a bit of effort, even a bit of effort, seems too much. Like <laughs> yeah. m- m- most of the time, but, you know, you see it with so many other properties, and you get the odd one which sneaks through, like uh the Sandman probably like you're saying, Andy, because you have certain levels of involvement from people. But so so much stuff on Netflix uh, is being adapted from source material, and you, you know, not really with any uh, constructive thought about how they're actually going to, yeah. you know, attract in people who who aren't already invested in it. So well, I, guess, I, think I mean, a classic yeah. example
0: yeah. there is Cowboy Bebop, isn't it? Which oh is yes, like yeah, yeah, absolute, yeah, exactly. like a steaming turd into the.
1: I never, I, I never, I fell asleep halfway through the first episode. I, I ne- never went back again. Um, doesn't sound like many other people did either. But <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a good example though. And um, it's not like that level of stuff. But I think this would be something I think, which. Is, I, I mean, I
0: because I hadn't realized yeah. it before before actually kind of uh, kind of reading up on this that that there was mm-hmm. a series before. Yeah. Like, it, it, this feels like they that, that that one way or another this is kind of tagged on to an ongoing. You know yes what those exactly have done yeah yeah, before. yeah. exactly they just bought it and and they're now kind of struggling to sell it to a wider audience exactly it's, it's um yeah
1: it's yeah. it's it's,
0: it's just a very strange
1: decision it's not, a, it's not like a high profile netflix netflix I mean, original I mean, series where they've put I mean, a lot of push behind i don't think
0: even some of the style that they they do things in where they you know like the over the titles they've got the sort of the video tracking kind of effects yeah, and stuff right, like that yeah. you know which I mean, became a bit painful for all of us about ten years ago, where it, it ended up mm. being on all things to kind of suggest <laughs> vintage, you know. Um, but you yeah. know, who? But I, but I, I kind of uh, relate it to you know trying to explain CDs to teenagers. Now it's like, what? Well, well, this doesn't mean anything. What does that mean well, to, to a young to a yeah. to a younger audience who don't? Well, what the? I don't even know what a VHS is. So why would? What, yeah. What's the tracking mean? You know, it's a. Some odd, it's there's definitely a a nostalgia market for this, but I don't even, I'm not, I think it's massively serving that well.
1: No, I mean I've I've seen about half of it. I, I as Colette said, there's just so much stuff to watch. Yeah, and when there's so much, absolutely. When when it's not all in, then you know, then too much other stuff to watch. So actually, Mm. taking the time out to actually go and watch something I know is going to be up and down and patchy. You know, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I should finish it but I I don't know if I will. (laughs)
0: So we've got, uh, I mean, in terms of what we've got coming up, we've got the Uzumaki, mm. yeah, um, uh, adult series that we've, we've mentioned already, and that looks like it's going to be, again, it's going to be very, mm. uh, very uh, follow very closely the actual original mm. volumes. Um, isn't there so supposed to be a, a, a reboot, the old uh, Tomei? There's a live action, I mean, that's been kind of talked about for a while, hasn't it?
1: It was all Alexandra Aja, wasn't it? Um... <laughs> I, that that's another one which has just been yeah, TBC for a long time. I, I I I don't know. I I would be surprised if we see it personally, but um, yeah. I, it's I imagine it would been, it would have been a Western adaptation anyway, um, which I don't massively have a problem with like transplanting no. it from Japan to there. I mean, I, I I thought the the American Grudge films were fine. I mean, they were no different to the other ones. They're just turning out the churning out the same <laughs> stuff over and over and over and over, and over again. Uh, especially going back and watching the, the original mm-hmm. video ones, and you realize there was nothing new after those two ones. But um, but you know, I the idea of a Tommy S set in like an American high school probably on Netflix oh. again, just with a certain budget. I, I don't really see the, don't really see the point. Uh, you'd have to change. You'd actually have to have a narrative which Tommy doesn't have. You'd have to. They probably give her a backstory. They'd probably, they probably. You know, you would just lose any of the the sort of vague point in the series. The existing series for better or worse actually has if, if you actually you know start dragging it down into those kind of things you, as you were saying before, collect like differences between western expectations for narratives and mm-hmm. it would be made to fit that and if you did that I think there's not really, there's nothing to Tommy yeah. it's,
0: um, but I you think know. you know you could actually deconstruct it and, and you know if you did do something that was more like the old uh, yeah. you know Museum of Terror yeah. volume and actually did see something where the, each episode isn't Necessarily last, would actually sure, be something yeah, yeah. really quite interesting, you know. There's actually a real yeah. scope for that, but um, you know, yeah, go ahead,
3: yeah. Sorry, I saw one of the kind of discussions around around the series was people were talking about the Thai live action series, oh, the Got girl, yeah, yeah, saying that that. Kind of was like almost like what Tommy could have been yes. if they'd yeah. and and so that's something that has kind of taken some of those things It's been incredibly successful. Mm. Um, you know, going into I think we're two seasons down. Two seasons, yeah, um, yeah, mm. yeah, It's so good. I like it that. Kind of, yeah, it's really good. So it kind of shows you that you kind of just—it's so frustrating with this kind of. Latest kind of anime thing is that mm. there hasn't been any. There's not enough thought gone into it, and yeah. and I'm always mm. really really keen that you get people to like read the original manga. You introduce a Western audience to something that they might not know, so mm. you know it. So you have like cross cultural understanding, and which I think is so important. And it's just so frustrating that it's such a missed opportunity.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know. I and mean, with the Tommy Acer yes, because I don't think there was ever really any details leak, link, leak leaked about what they were planning to do yeah. with it. So it's kind of yeah, as you okay. say, Andy. I mean, if they did it properly, or if they, if it was either properly episodic, or if it was like girl, girl from nowhere, which is still like basically an anthology. Um, mm. um, yeah, it could be done. I just wouldn't really have too much faith that they would put too much yeah. effort into it because they would not, I'd be yeah. surprised if they had the confidence not to try and you know, sort of make it kind of cookie cutter for what they yeah. think Western audiences, especially Western audiences who haven't read the manga, which would be, you know, the the breakthrough mm-hmm. audience they'd be trying to reach. I, I just wouldn't, mm-hmm. it would just become something a lot more normal, I, I would yeah. imagine. I mean, I'm being yeah. cynical about it. Yeah. I like Asha as a director, but he is kind of one of your go-to guys who will adapt something, yeah. throw in a few good gore scenes and... Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's kind of... He hasn't done anything great for a while. Quite I a think,
2: while. I think, um, yeah, you needed to have the right filmmaker, first of all, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And because... It's one of those stories that I think if you start, like, over-explaining it, if you start making, like yeah. you said, like making up a backstory, it yes. loses all of its power.
1: Exactly. definitely. The whole, the whole definitely.
2: point is that she is this character that like, nobody knows where she came from. Why did yeah. she come back yeah. from the dead? What is she like? Mm. She's, she's in a ghost... Even either
0: exactly, so and even in the manga, it kind of changes and, and evolves as time goes mm-hmm. on. It's like, oh, she's this. Oh, actually,
1: maybe she's this. Oh, and that's yeah. actually a copy, and that's a copy of her.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's madness. And
2: then, like, you could because you could take it
1: easily, like in the
2: really weird body horror mm. direction. Yeah, yeah. But then, that's not really the essence of it either because the, no, the no. stories are so varied. Yeah. It also it also has like eroguro elements to it, but it's not overly erot- erotic or anything like that. So mm. it's mm. It, it, there's so much to it.
1: Yeah. yeah, so so much of it's about that. Still, y- y- so many of the the ones I've seen, even just from the films, uh, it, you know, it's the the, fa- the father of uh, another school girl becoming obsessed with her, or someone becoming sexually obsessed, her, never actually managing to get <laughs> anywhere, of course, with her. And then who are like, ha, 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 yeah. you know, here's, here's an unpleasant ending for <laughs> you. And I, and you're going to kill me because you can't have me and I'm going to come back in some weird mutated form and I'm going to get yeah. you. you, you know. So, there is yeah, there, there is definitely a sexual element to it, but it's always it's always kind yeah. of lurking. It's like a an unpleasant kind of thing, which, you know, the people, it's kind of foist on the male characters, don't really, you know, it's kind of a queasy thing more than mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. which actually ever mm-hmm. happens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially with, the, as we've said, the... The fake lesbian one. (laughs) (laughs) I still just laugh. I hope. I hope a lot of people bought that DVD, Mm. thinking that's what they were getting. Mm. They were getting some schoolgirl. I hope a lot of people were tricked into that because.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought. I I didn't watch it because that's what I thought I was (laughs) getting.
1: Yeah, it, it's... You, no, you're not. <laughs> it's not, it's not, not a spoiler, because it's, again, like her dad's obsessed with her. The, the other girl's dad is obsessed with her mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it just follows exactly the plot of most of the other Tomier ones. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not bad, it's just not what, not what some sweaty palm fellas would have been <laughs> hoping for.
3: <laughs> but I kind of think that distinguishes, I think, his work from mm-hmm. some of these other types of work, like the Rambo, the Rambo work that we see quite often, which is much more heavily sexualized and much more erotic.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, And it's kind of based upon that, I think. And and, and so I kind of think this is interesting because it doesn't necessarily go as far down that line and therefore Mm -hmm. isn't as problematic as some of the other stuff. But I, I think, I mean, my kind of concluding thought is that the manga's beautiful the drawings are mm. beautiful, how, what do you do about that? That's, I think, the problem. The problem is it's very difficult to translate the kind mm. of... Yeah. It. I, I just don't know what you do. That's kind of my final kind of thought about this because, I mean, I would say to everybody, go and read the manga. <laughs> That's what you need to do. <laughs>
1: And finish um, the and finish the series, the animation yes. series, maybe. Has anyone any watched? I think the second part of that is optional, to be honest. If with you what, if, if anyone actually, if, if any of you actually watched the whole thing of it, then
0: I, I did it. I did no. it. Right, this podcast. I'm actually getting to the
1: end. Do you recommend watching all of it?
0: I mean, I I would say. <laughs> I would say I would say a boy. I would I would I would cherry pick. I will provide you a list. Um, okay, a list was, of, I, was, I, was I was going to say you. You'll have to give us the ones that I think are, that oh. work best, um, yeah. okay. and then not massively bother with the rest.
1: That would, that would be that would actually be very helpful. To be fair, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, I I agree though. I I think it's he's just. I think it's very difficult adapting whether it's manga or, or like Western comics to to the screen without or, either making them ridiculous or, or going full yeah. giant Marvel type ridiculous. Yeah, know, and uh, even then, I think so, there'd be uh, a
0: real fear. I think the best way still... you could you could approach this is to 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 to, to give it to a you know a, a very you are talking live action, give it to a very visual director who kind of makes yeah. it their own, rather than the the anime that just emulates what's yes. already done yeah, yeah. actually mm. just copied. so not even emulate and you know mm. all the live action or most of the live action which is most of these are, you know one way of, have suffered from being um, very you know but from, from just not having the budgets to kind of make this yeah. this work and it does yeah. need that yeah. you know or just avoid those stories that need it <laughs> but well, that's, that, doesn't yeah, ligament, I, I that doesn't think that's a, a very a, many stories
1: <laughs> yeah I think that's it's probably a, a more careful choosing of some of the the stories but a lot of time it's probably quite random whether yeah. they just pick ones or or you can go back to something like marionaire and just go for it and...
4: yeah. you know, a lot <laughs> of these <laughs> you know <laughs> and
0: again kind of as the adaptions go on there mm. has you know we're kind of building up lots of versions yeah. of the same stories now we? yeah we are
1: that's true you know yeah you
0: know, apart from the fact that somebody might do them very 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 well there's there's not you know it's, it's the same same same
1: content but it's probably I mean even aside from Ito's work it's probably the, the same for for all these like uh, you know horror yeah. manga you know it's only the guinea pig films are probably the closest ones you'd ever get yeah. to stuff, you know um, because there's nothing to them you know <laughs> but oh no I mean you know, I mean when we get to the later ones like mermaid in a manhole and stuff like that they are actually genuinely I would say very close to the to the stories but they cool exist in a very non-commercial context <laughs> where, you know where I can't imagine anyone else wanting to do you, you know something similar um, with that level of that was, you know guinea pig films were made in such a specific sort of time and place as well that you, you can't really see somebody doing that again uh, yeah
0: I should add, you know, just interject here that uh, if you are interested in you knowing more about the guinea pig films, you can go back on one of our early podcasts where James and I chatted. Yes, about, about about how much about we love guinea them.
1: Guinea pig in, in detail, a lot of detail. A great deal of detail, justifiably <laughs> so. But, I, I, but yeah, I, I think that's my, my concluding thought. I, just, I don't think we'll ever see. A great adaptation of his work because there's too much, mm-hmm. there's too much sort of wonderfully vague stuff going on in there, which is suggestive. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the mm-hmm. horror, the slightly mm-hmm. queasy ero- erotic side of it, mm-hmm. whether it's just the surrealness of the body horror in there, because mm-hmm. they're not real gore ones. You, you know, I mean, you get very nasty stuff, but even looking at Gyo, it's horrible, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's damnably grotesque. But if you, I, I think putting it onto screen as we saw in that useless anime, it just robs it <laughs> of yeah. the power. So I, I, I would be surprised if we ever saw a great adaptation. And I agree that animation is just, you know, doing screen page for page what you see. There's not too much point, to be honest. I, I would read the manga rather than do that. And, and live action, I don't know. You, yeah, you would need a proper... I'm sure there are some visionary directors out there who could do something with a very low budget and, you know, completely rethink it. But I think it would need that complete rethinking, very different to anything we've seen before so I don't know you never know man we we live in hope don't we (laughs) we live in hope and we keep drinking
0: (laughs) which feels like the best way to end this you know fingers crossed but (laughs) <laughs> We're not holding out hope for a classic Jabber 2 adaptation. So that's it for now. Don't forget you can find us and all our and all of our previous episodes on Apple, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode. But for now, <laughs> bye! Cheers! Bye.
4: Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>